making that jump where we started to pursue Inequest, to me, that that just felt like a moment of transformation because it was kind of, no one expects this. No one really, I, I mean, I don't want to say no one thinks it's possible. I had great supportive family and friends, but I think people in society might look at the situation and say, what is she doing? But for once, it just felt like I'm going after this. This is what I want. And it doesn't matter what other people think. And so it just felt really freeing to make that decision. If you're looking for a one-size-fits-all, easy approach to changing your life, this is not the podcast for you. However, if you're ready to question the lies that have become normalized in your life and our world, then you are in the right place. Listen to conversations that are real, raw, compelling, thoughtful, and quite often fun. I'm Linda Healer, professional certified coach and host of the Normal Lies podcast. As a coach, I help people change their lives simply by questioning the beliefs they thought were true. It's time to let go of stress and anxiety and be excited to get out of bed in the morning. Life doesn't have to be so heavy. It's your turn to uncover the normal lies in your life. Welcome to episode 45 of the Normal Lies podcast. Hey, have you shared this podcast with a friend? Or taken a moment to subscribe, rate, and leave a review? Yes? Thank you so much. If you haven't, I know you've been meaning to. Share an episode that has had an impact on you, either with a friend or through social media. Then head on over to normal-lies.com and click on the review tab to leave a review right there on the website. Or Follow the prompts to go to Google or Apple Podcast and leave a review there. Each month, I choose a review to read on air. I may choose yours next. My guest today is once again, Ashley Fico. You may remember her from episode 25. Ashley has a background in both academia and entrepreneurship. She works as an assistant professor in the Department of Public Health and Health Education at SUNY Brockport. Along with her brother, she is co-founder of InnoQuest LLC. They have created the InnoQuest mobile app, which transforms the process of touring a city into an immersive story-based experience, analogous to an escape room. Here's a few minutes of what we talked about in episode 25. I have this whole academic career and I'm the type of person who doesn't do a great job of sitting still. I'm always interested in exploring more. And so my brother and I started talking about, well, what could we do in terms of an entrepreneurial effort together? And eventually we came to the conclusion that what we wanted to do was build a mobile app. So we built this mobile app called InnoQuest. And basically what it does 
is it transforms the experience of touring a city into something that's more like an escape room. So players buy a ticket, they go to their starting location and they start moving through their city following a story. And at each location along the way, they're gonna face these puzzles, but those puzzles can only be solved through real world exploration. So it's really all about connecting people with their communities and also with each other. And so kind of where Academic Rebel came about was I felt there was this really kind of notion that if you have gone a particular path in academia, you're expected to stay on that path. You might see professors who maybe they're doing some consulting on the side, but it's still usually really heavily related to whatever area they trained in. And so I kind of started using this term academic rebel as no one expects someone who trained in communication and statistics to wake up one day and decide I'm gonna create a mobile app and build a company with my brother but I just decided to do it anyway. <laughs> yeah, and I I am so excited for when that app comes available because I know my family, we're going to be one of your number one people. <laughs> I want to download that. It sounds like so much fun. What has been the impact of you living more authentically who you are? It just feels far more free. Like in particular, making that jump where we started to pursue Inequest, to me, that that just felt like a moment of transformation because it was kind of, no one expects this. No one really, I, I mean, I don't want to say no one thinks it's possible. I had great supportive family and friends, but I think people in society might look at the situation and say, what is she doing? But for once, it just felt like I'm going after this. This is what I want. And it doesn't matter what other people think. And so it just felt really freeing to make that decision. That's awesome. It's so funny. I've been, I've been re well watching Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> and I stopped years ago on up on uh, season nine. And I was like, I can't stand these characters anymore. So I went back to it recently and they are doing these contests where mm -hmm. they have to come up with innovation and they're, they're coming up with all of these crazy ideas that people are saying, well, that can't happen, but they figure out a way to do it, whether it's true or not. I mean, it's a TV show. I'm not, yeah. but what I love about that is you come up with this idea. And then instead of saying, it's not going to work, it's okay. Maybe this one way it's not going to work but there's got to be a, another way. And you just don't stop at, I don't know, or mm -hmm. no, that didn't work. You just keep going until you get the answer. So that's, <laughs> has that been the way it's been within a quest? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there has been all sorts of different challenges that have come up along that path, but I am very grateful and that my brother and I are very much on the same page, which was always whatever the barrier is, we'll figure it out and we'll move on to the next step. And so a couple of weeks ago, we went to do our final walkthrough of our first city. We had people 
kind of set up where they were going to be looking at this particular piece of art on a sidewalk and that was going to help them solve a puzzle so we're doing our final walkthrough there's now a restaurant on top of this mural that we oh, wanted no. people looking at oh no <laughs> so I mean that could pretty easily throw someone but instead it was just like to me it almost felt like a challenge it was just like yeah. oh, okay well how do we create around this then so we came home we switched the story a little we made some tweaks we turned out a new puzzle and like we're ready to roll again but I think for so many people, like when they see those barriers, I think the reaction can pretty easily be to stop. And instead, I kind of like to look at it as, okay, you're saying that's a problem, but let me find a creative solution and show you that it's not really a problem. Ashley is back because InnoQuest is about to go live and she is here to give us an update. And tell us how Sunday Fun Day with her brother, a trip to New York City, mixed with some creativity, ingenuity, and perseverance, paved the way to InnoQuest. Ashley, I am so excited to have you here again today. And I remember we spoke back last August, episode 25, if anybody wants to go back and listen to the whole thing. But you had create you and your brother had created an app, or we're in the process of creating an app in Oquest. And I just remember when we had that first conversation, I remember thinking we we talked a little bit about it, but not too much. And I remember thinking that when it comes time to launch that app, I really want to get you back on here and talk more about it. So I am so grateful that kind of last minute you said, yeah, I'm available. <laughs> Let's talk about it because InnoQuest is getting ready to launch, right? We are. So thank you so much for having me back. I was just thrilled when you asked me. And yes, we have an official launch date of April 16th. So in just a couple of weeks here, and we will be rolling out on both Google Play and the Apple App Store. Um, so we're ready for lots of users. And we have uh, one game that we'll be launching that day in Rochester, New York. And then we have a kid-friendly game for Rochester that'll be just a little bit behind that first launch date. Oh, kid-friendly. Now, what age level? Would... So the kid-friendly game, I would say it should be, any kids should play under the uh, guidance of a parent or guardian, but right. I would say the puzzles are probably appropriate for ages three to seven. It's a lot of color identification, matching, counting, very simple tasks. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited about this. I have a grandson who's going to be four soon. So that's perfect for oh, him. Oh, how fun. Yes, he'll love it. As I was creating it, it was reminding me a little bit of um, the show Blue's Clues, you okay. know, where the, the kids follow the clue from place to place and solve the puzzle. And so I, I remember watching that as a kid and I thought, oh, now I'm kind of making my own twist on that. <laughs> Oh, I love that. That is going to be so cool. Okay. We talked a little bit about InnoQuest at, in the last podcast. I want to talk a little bit more about it. So first of all, 
tell the story of how you and your brother actually came up with this idea. Yeah. So a couple of things happened. So one thing was my brother and I were having once a month, I was kind of probably a little bit forcing him into what I was calling Sunday Sunday, which was just we'd pick a Sunday and we would go try something new in the area. So it could be a scavenger hunt, it could be an escape room, it could be a new restaurant or ropes course. And I just loved it. We had so much fun. We had these great conversations and you just never knew what was going to come out of that day. And so we always were kind of looking for this next thing to try. Well, simultaneously, we had been discussing for quite a while the idea that we wanted to have a startup together and kind of tossing around ideas of what that might look like. So about that time, we went to New York City and we participated in this interactive theater experience that was called The Accomplice. And it was so much fun. You went, you kind of followed a story around the city and at different locations you met actors and they would kind of act out a little scene for you and then you'd go to the next location. And it was just, we loved it. Like it was so immersive. You were kind of given this role of like a, you're like tracking down some sort of gangster or something. It was just all very well done. Um, like nothing we'd ever really done before. So kind of right on the heels of that is where we started talking about, well, how could you do something like that, but something that that didn't have the cost of actors in every location and, you know, only being able to address a couple of people at any given time. And, you know, it would work in a, in a place like New York City, but it would probably be hard to do in a place like Rochester. And so kind of stemming from all of those experiences together, these escape rooms and scavenger hunts and this interactive theater, that's really where InnerQuest came from. Oh, wow. So has there been anything that you have noticed that you thought was true when you first started to where you are now? And you're like, yeah, I thought that was true, but that turned out not to be the case. Hmm. Yes. <laughs> I think there is such a misconception about this, that social media is easy. That's, you know, you'll hear people say, just, oh, just throw it on Facebook, just throw it on Instagram. And it has to be so purposeful. And it, you really have to have a strategy. And it really takes a lot of time and dedication to manage it all and manage it well. And I think Initially, I was really doing more management kind of of my personal accounts and really getting to know people in the region. And now I'm really transitioning now to more, well, what content should InterQuest as a business create and how can we keep people engaged and interested in whatever comes next for us? And so it's really been an interesting learning experience trying to figure out kind of what meshes with our audience. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. I, I think people think that, you know, if you build it, they will come. So basically, if you post it on social media, then all of a sudden, it's going to go viral and everybody's going to know. And that is not the case. You no, really not at all. 
Yeah, you you have to work it and you have to know. I mean, you have to know the algorithms. Yeah. And they change things all the time. So yeah, I agree with you that social media is not as easy as some make it out to be or have it look. Right. Well, and you make such a great point too, that it's such a continual learning process that you can feel like you have a handle on it one day and these algorithms change and all of a sudden you're looking for a different strategy because what you were doing wasn't working. And in some ways that's exciting and fun because it kind of keeps you on your toes and forces you to be creative. But in other ways, I mean, it it always means there's something new. It's always a time commitment. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay. We spoke last August and now it's April. And actually this episode is going to be available on April 13th. So hopefully people are listening to it today um, and going to go and get your app on Friday. No, Saturday, 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 the 16th. Yeah. Saturday, the 16th. So what happened between when we spoke in August And April 16th. (laughs) The biggest monument in there was getting into the app stores. Um, I think that because it's just the two of us, we wanted to be really thorough in terms of making sure that we tested the product appropriately before we applied. There was a good bit of information we were reading from the stores suggesting that a number of applications were rejected for various reasons. And so we really wanted to put ourselves in a good situation when we applied. So we really tried to dot our I's and cross our T's. And so that meant really going through in detail what each store was looking for in terms of its criteria and making sure that we met those things. And then that was also probably complicated by the fact that those guidelines change sometimes. And so then you need to make sure that you're keeping up on those guidelines and making changes to your app. So for example, around the time we were about ready to apply, they started changing um, the way they wanted to alert users about privacy. And so we needed to make sure we were really thorough in terms of explaining here's the data we're going to have, which for us is very minimal, but still making it very clear of here's the information, you know, that you're giving up and what we would do with that information. Yeah. So there we go again, changing things, you know, mystery. Yeah. 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 And, you know, for us, it was, it's really pretty minimal. I mean, it's, you're providing an email address to open an account and you're giving us access to your location to find the game near you, but you're still in, as a business who's going through that process, there are still a lot of other forms of data that you're looking at and saying like, okay, well, we used a piece of public code from someone else let's make sure it doesn't do that. So it's really just delving into the details and making sure that you've been really careful and cautious to to do exactly what's needed to get through. Wow. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I never thought about what it would take getting into the app stores. That's... (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. What else do you want to share? Just go ahead and say what you want to say, because I'm really excited about this. And uh, yeah, so just tell us a story or tell us what's on your mind. 
So, well, I guess what's on my mind, a big thing is kind of thinking about what's next for us and what that's going to look like. Oh my gosh. Okay. So time out. So you haven't even launched and you're thinking about what's next. I love you because that, (laughs) that is like my thing. It's like, let's look out to the future. No. (laughs) So anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I just, I love that. I love it. That's perfect. (laughs) Exactly. I'm the only one that it's not even out the door yet and I'm ready to go. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so we've been doing a lot of thinking about kind of what our next step is going to be. And I think there's going to be kind of two different avenues that we'll take. So one is just continuing to build up kind of these city-based games, probably starting to expand out regionally from Rochester. But the other opportunity that I'm really starting to look into is applications of this in an organizational context. So looking at, for example, could a conference hire us to create a game that was only available to people at their conference? And so I think there are a lot of applications there where, for example, if you're hosting a conference, you want people there to go to the different uh, vendors who are present. And so I think we could offer something where instead of just walking table to table, what if we're taking you on this interactive story? And at each table, you're interacting with these vendors and you're solving a puzzle and then you're moving on to the next one. And I've been thinking about it too, in terms of even um, like college campus tours, you know, instead of just walking from building to building and here's kind of the generic story of the campus, what could we make that would be dynamic and innovative and what would that look like? I mean, I could envision, I think it would be really fun thinking back to when I was a student, I would love to see you know, you go up to a building, you solve a puzzle, and then maybe there's video of actual students at the school, and they're talking about maybe events that happen in this part of the campus. And so ways of kind of really getting people to know the culture of a college. So that's another idea we've had. And museums, that's another big one I'd love to do. There's a lot on the horizon. (laughs) I love it. I, I think that's great. So I am really curious about what is your take on creativity and how you and your brother came up with this? I don't know, like just the mindset. I'm just curious what your, your thoughts are on that. Yeah. Creativity is such an interesting concept for me to think about because On one hand, I think to be an effective educator, to be an effective entrepreneur, you need a lot of creativity because you have to want to see things differently or present things differently, whether that's material in a classroom or whether that's a product or service for the real world, you have to have some twist that's unique and that's going to take creative skill. At the same time, I think that a lot of our educational system kind of forgets to purposefully train us in those techniques. So I think that we very often focus on assessment, which is certainly important, but I think that it can result in this mentality of, well, I have to learn this one way of doing things to get it right. Certainly there are rules that need to be followed and there are facts, but there are also places where you want to be able to stretch a little bit and look at things differently. 
And so I think that holds true in academia or in business. I love that. Purposely train us in that. Is there anything else that you would like to share or anything else you would like to, to say before we wrap up? Yeah, just thank you so much for having us. And I hope people will give the app a try. And if they want a little discount and they want to get their name on the mailing list for the April 16th launch, we'll send one their way. That's the question. How do they sign up for the mailing list? And, and then I'm assuming that the app will be right there in the Google App Store. And you said Apple App Store also? Yep. So it's going to be under Anaquest in either app store. And then the website is anaquest.com to get on our mailing list. So I-N-N-O-Q-U-E-S-T-S. Okay. Yes. There is an S on the end. Okay. Everybody forgets the S on the end. (laughs) Yes. I have done that before. And I will put all that information in the show notes so that people can go to that. So I know back in episode 25, you answered my finale questions. Mm -hmm. And so we don't have to go through those again, because we're kind of doing just a check-in here. But I did change the last question instead of the magic wand question. It's actually kind of two questions. I'm going to break it up. So if you're open to it, the question is, what is one change you'd like to see in the world? Oh, better communication, which means better listening, really being able to be open to hearing what other people have to say and not having to agree, but being willing to have respectful discussions around difficult topics. Got it. What is one baby step that we all can move even just one step closer to having that better communication? When I was studying communication, I interviewed uh, a woman who did request uh, speaking with families about organ donation. And I actually asked her a similar question about kind of what was a great way to be effective in her job. And she said, active listening. And I said, well, what do you recommend? How do you do that? You know, how do you practice? And she said, the most important part was just when you're listening, you don't listen to respond. You listen just to listen. And I think if a lot of us started there, that would be really helpful. I think instead there's this internal pressure of, I have to be ready. I I have to know what's coming next. Whereas maybe sometimes we just need to take a little bit of a step back and hear what the other person has to say first. Yeah, I love that. Ashley, thank you so much for coming on again. And I'm so excited to try your app and I'm beyond excited for you. So thank you again and good luck. I look forward to checking in again soon. Thank you so much for having us back. This was wonderful. If you have a question or a topic you'd like covered, fill out the contact page on normal-lies.com or click on the microphone icon at the bottom right of the page to leave a voicemail. Tired, anxious, and stressed? Go to liveinspiredlifecoaching.com. Click the link to my calendar and schedule a 
free 30-minute coaching consultation. It is possible to let go of stress and anxiety and enjoy life. I look forward to helping you learn how. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, be brave, be kind, be kind.